And with that, it's time to say good morning to our market analyst, Clive Intozabantu Ramatibela. Hello, hello, Fakina. Top of the morning on the Monday. Uh, lovely, lovely, lovely Monday morning today. Uh, 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 I just wanted to say, get it, please. Please stop rubbing salt into the wounds. Don't, 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 don't remind her, Clive. Um, don't remind her. Oh, man. Yeah, don't, don't remind her. Well, that's a rare victory for uh, Janet. It's not every day that she comes in here with a Tottenham win. I have this this opportunity so seldom, Clive. I've got to take it when I can get it. (laughs) Clive. Asian markets in the red as uh, Chinese data shows more weakness in the region's largest economy. Yeah, you just mentioned it now, Tukina. It's actually quite a, a worrying matter because now uh, people are still getting to worry about this uh, weakening Chinese market. Uh, but I can tell you why we had a, a slightly weaker export numbers. Uh, I can show it simply because when the oil price started to obviously decline, uh, we saw them actually import a bit more oil, a bit less oil than they normally would do. And also on top of that, the fact that uh, the yuan has not been relatively as strong as, strong as it has been over the last couple of years, this also has, has, uh, has affected their export numbers. They're not exported as much as they're demanding global markets for Kenai. That's what's killing uh, the export numbers out of China. So there's not been as much demand from South Africa because we are under constraint. Uh, there's not been as much demand from the U.S. and there's not been so much demand from the Eurozone as well. So those, those are contributing factors to this uh, uh, decline in the in the export numbers out of China. But hey, anyway, the uh, uh, the rest of the uh, uh, Asian stocks obviously also uh, did relatively uh, uh, negative uh, over the, the, the uh, in the morning. Uh, benchmark indexes in Seoul, Sydney, and in Wellington even uh, slipped to about 0.4 percent, uh, as well as the MSCI Asia Pacific also down uh, by 0.3 percent. So not so great news out of China, Sakina. Mm. And the GDP numbers, uh, those calculations being put to the test, is uh, yeah. growth domestic product a true reflection of growth in any country? Yeah, let me give, you, give uh, our listeners a bit of history about GDP numbers. By the way, uh, growth domestic product was not the only uh, calculator used uh, to try and, and, and find out the growth of the country. It was officially uh, adopted in 1937, and then later on in 1944, uh, somebody out there at the University of, uh, 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 of, uh, uh, of the United States uh, in, in Michigan came out with a, with a, with a theory that, that, just, that you should calculate on how, pe- how happy people are. They actually went as far as calling it uh, uh, general happy uh, index, which is what was used to try and uh, see if people are happy with their yeah, jobs, if they're happy with uh, their money, what they're getting paid. And that seemed to have been uh, adapted a lot, especially even in Europe as well. It was adapted to, as, as a gauge to say this is how you calculate what people are, are actually doing well financially. However, uh, back again in 1981, uh, came back again under President Nixon. They came back again and they said, right, no, coastal massive product is the way to calculate the country's growth. But here's the problem, which was what the Chinese have had. And in natural fact, in Shanghai, you know, they don't use GDP at all. The reason why that is is because they believe that uh, if you calculate uh, growth per capita, we're talking about, obviously, the individuals in, in the country, the, 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 the consumer. That is the most accurate way of calculating whether the, the, the country's growth is going well, is doing well. And so 
they are not using GDP, gross domestic product, which is obviously the calculation of uh, the growth in, 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 in industry rather than a growth in personal uh, uh, financial uh, uh, gain. So that has been the argument. And now, this year, again, another university out of the, uh, Hong Kong came up with numbers that suggest that perhaps maybe GDP numbers uh, should not be uh, taken so seriously as uh, the growth of per capita per person in that particular industry or in that particular country as more important. Interesting indeed. And then uh, there was a story uh, in uh, one of the papers on one of the front pages here that I saw earlier about Uh the HSBC investigation. And, um, you know, uh, it's being investigated in Europe for hiding wealthy individuals' tax liabilities. And some some African names have also come up on that list. (laughs) You know what these guys are doing? Uh, Let me just explain how you hide tax. I don't know how they, how they got away with it, but this is what could happen. There's instruments of investment that don't allow, that, that have a tax cap, so they can't be taxed more than uh, a certain threshold. So, for example, if you're going on retirement and you've got a pension fund or a retirement annuity, those kind of instruments tend to favor you as a pensioner rather than as a working class. And the reason why that is is because you expect that you'll only get that type of money uh, only at the a certain age, which is re- relatively, obviously, normally to be your normal retirement age, NRA, which is six, between uh, the ages of 55 and 65. If you don't, at that age, take that money and you still remain uh, invested, that money will still have the same tax cap. The, the problem is one. If you take money and you say it's for retirement, and yet it is not, it becomes a serious problem because that means you're trying to get away from the certain tax threshold. So that's mm-hmm. what they've been doing at HSBC. They've been putting people's money away and they've allowed them to invest in retirement products that's supposed to have a certain cap on tax so that it does not look as if it is actually personal gain or pers- what we would call here personal gain tax. So this is money that's coming directly to them. And uh, it's becoming a serious, serious problem. Uh, the way they have done it is is that, and, and as, by the way, this is just my suggestion. This, this is not uh, evidence. It's not given yet, but the investigation still goes on. But if they find out that that is the case, that this money is not actually being put there for retirement, then there is a serious problem for Tina. Well, we'll wait and see what emerges from that. Uh, Clive, you have yourself a good Monday. That was, of course, our, my, our market analyst, Clive, in Tozabantu Ramatibela.